the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sky Roofing is roofing done right. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Hello, Cleveland. Welcome to another edition of The Advocate. I'm your host, Nick Phillips, and today we're going to be talking about media and what can we trust. And with us today is John Kersey from Cuyahoga Community College. He's a professor and the program director for the, uh, John, the name of that program again, it is? Media and Journalism Studies, Nick. Medium and journal, Media and Journalism Studies. So that's what uh, we're all paying attention to every day as we watch and get our news. So, John, thank you so much for joining us. Good to be back on the program, Nick. Yes, uh, John is a returning guest, and we um, always seem to center on the question of how do we get dependable, truthful news that we can trust? And uh, how is that going at the present time? Is there a lot of trust in this country? Trust is worse than it's ever been before. Trust in the media is worse. Trust in the government is worse. And trust in general statistics are telling us is, is lower than it's ever been before. And there's a whole raft of reasons around it. But I think the one that just threw me, just for a big loop, was a Pew Research poll that was done in 2001. And in that poll, 60% of the public trusted the government to do what is right, just about always or most of the time. And in 2023, that number was down to 18%. So we've seen this unbelievable erosion in the, in the public's trust of their government. What are the factors that got us to this point where I think when you have no trust, uh, it leaves you feeling very anxious and having an uncomfortable, unsettling feeling. Uh, so if we have this many people feeling that they can't trust their government, what led up to this? Oh, my. Nick, there are a whole raft of, uh, of events and activities that I think have led up to this. Uh, certainly, uh, research indicates a lot of people feel that the government misled them. Uh, in terms of explaining and then providing um, answers to how to deal with the COVID-19 global pandemic. And here we are almost four years out from that, and most people would tell you that they still don't have answers, they still don't have an explanation of what caused it and, 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 and what the government did well or poorly in response to that. I think what's happening in the election process and the way the campaigns uh, unfold, where we're seeing an increasing amount of negative campaigning, uh, I, I saw that the Biden campaign released its first uh, television ad, and the first one half of it is nothing but negative attack on its presumed op opponent, uh, Donald Trump. So there's not even an effort, really, to put your best foot forward, so to speak, I think, in politics nowadays. So I think that contributes to it. And then another big factor is, and we hadn't talked about this previously, well, maybe in a previous, meet, uh, uh, previous show, but distrust of the media. Lots of research indicates that uh, the public has less trust in the media's ability to present the truth, to present um, fair and balanced information, and for better or worse, 
there was a time when the public did believe that the media was more fair and balanced. And, and part of that is backed by research that indicates that in reality is the media is not very objective at all. Well, showing my age, uh, going back to the old days of media, I, I think of people like Walter Cronkite, uh, who would be on the CBS Evening News. And in their half-hour show, which would be about 20 minutes of actual news, They'd be covering back in the late 60s, the space program, landing on the moon, civil rights movement, war in Vietnam, and uh, anything else that they could sneak in during that short time. And we, we would just be listening to uh, facts without much opinion. But uh, anyway, we're going to come back talking about facts and opinion. We're talking to John Kersey from Cuyahoga Community College, Associate Professor of Media and Journalism Studies. And we're talking about... Uh, of the media and uh, what's going on with trust. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be right back. Cloud9. It provides complete computer system support for your business and better yet, offers these services at a fixed cost. Cloud9. It is truly a flat fee company whose goals align with those of your business. We both need you to be up and running to make money. Monthly, you'll receive only one bill and all the service that you need. Call Cloud9 now at 844-556-8394 to find out how Cloud9 can save you time and money. That's Cloud with a K9 at 844-556-8394 to fix your IT costs now. Everyone needs a dentist. In selecting a family dentist, you want to make sure they are the very best. Dr. Kenneth Wolmick is one of the best dentists in our area. Rated for the past six years as one of the top dentists in Northern Ohio by Cleveland Magazine, Dr. Wolmick is one of the top 5% of dentists awarded a prestigious fellowship by the Academy of General Dentistry. Dr. Wolmick's office is conveniently located at 6363 York Road in Parma Heights. You can reach his office to schedule an appointment by calling 440-888-888. 5055. That's 440-888-5055. There is nothing better than great dental care from a great dentist. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with, never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. We're talking to John Kersey, an associate professor at Tri-C, where he is the program director for the Media and Journalism Studies. And, uh, John, thank you so very much for joining us. Good to be back on the show. You know, uh, John, we're talking about uh, media and talking about the news and talking about trust. 
we run into terms with regard to the quality of the information we're getting where it may be affected somehow by either disinformation, misinformation, or malinformation. Are, are these terms serious, and, and what do they mean? Yes, they are serious terms. <laughs> uh, misinformation is false information. It's, it's, it's not created or shared with the intention of causing harm. Uh, my favorite line from the movie Casablanca is that uh, Rick went there for the waters, and the response from the, the, the French police chief is, waters are in a desert. He says, I was misinformed. <laughs> uh, disinformation is deliberately created information in a way that is aimed to mislead, harm, or manipulate. And it could be to manipulate a person, a social group, a social media group, an organization, or even a country. And that, that's why disinformation is such a, a, a terrible and powerful uh, thing to be on guard against. And then malinformation, a uh, derivative of that, is based on some fact, but then it's used out of context, out of context to mislead, harm, or manipulate how people think. Um, so, for example, if somebody said, well, this is the best economy ever because they have a, a piece of fact or a piece of statistic that proves that, uh, many people will call that malinformation because they look at their checking accounts and their bank book balances and they compare it to four years ago or eight years ago and they say, no, it's not. When we are listening to news or what's proposed to be news and sounds factual, how much of a responsibility do we have as listeners to go out and somehow verify what's being said so we know what is truthful, what is not truthful, and whether or not we should trust that uh, news source? Well, that's a great question. And and there's a, a few different parts, pieces to the, uh, that are answers to that, Nick. First off, um, it should not be the responsibility of the viewer or the listener to have to verify everything that they see in news or everything that they, 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 they read in, in a newspaper or online. But what's happening is the media itself is becoming increasingly partisan and as a result of that, uh, biases are creeping in, and the, and the public sees that, and, and it's manifesting itself in many ways. Uh, I saw a statistic that indicated that uh, 50 years ago, in the early 1970s, a little more than 20% of all the people who call themselves journalism, journalists who are working in newsrooms, mm -hmm. were Republicans. In 2023, that percentage was down to about 2%. So people will write from and using their own biases. So you do actually see, in my opinion, an increasingly liberal bias in terms of, of, of how the news is reported. And the other side of that equation is that the public sees it. Uh, again, Pew Research has done surveys that indicate that consistently now for the last three or four years, about two-thirds of the American public is suffering what they call news burnout. They're just so mm -hmm. unhappy with what they're seeing in the news, hearing in the news, reading the news, that they're paying less attention now than they were before to traditional news sources as a result. So rather than verifying, I think people are just too, choosing to tune out, Nick, and just pay less attention to, to what would be purported as, uh, I use that, that phrase, mainstream news. Well, well, it seems over the years, because of things like news burnout and the inability to rely upon what we hear, and we can't really be too sure about the accuracy of what we're hearing, uh, how does that play into us overall as a uh, society having trust in our government. Do we still have the same trust we've had in the past of, the, of our government and our actions? 
Yeah. We don't. And in the first segment, I, I know I used shared some statistics that said how abysmal the public's trust mm-hmm. is in terms of what the government is, is saying and doing nowadays. I think what's what's uh, a scarier piece in part of that is that um, that kind of provides a great breeding ground for disinformation. And in, in that, I'll call it that 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 um, gap or that that lack of knowledge. People will believe things that they might normally not believe otherwise. You know how uh, some people uh, will send out scam alerts and, and, and warn us about, you know, this is a scam or they're trying to get you to do this, they're going to take money. And at times I'm feeling it the same way with news, that, 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 that um, if you watch a story play out on CNN and you watch the same story play out on Fox News, you're going to see two entirely different interpretations of the same set of facts. And uh, I'll give you an example. Um we're, we're recording this on a Thursday for a, a weekend show, and just four or five days ago, the president of Harvard University resigned. Um, why did he resign? If you were to watch CNN and you were to watch Fox News, you would get two completely different interpretations of one of the most basic things of news. Why? You know, who, what, where, when, why, and how used to be the staple things that we would expect journalists to answer for us. Now most people feel like journalists can't even answer those basic questions. When we see over the years the amount of distrust that's building uh, in this country with regard to the trust in our government, uh, and and we know that uh, when we hear stories that they're, um, the stories are either supporting uh, to enhance the trust or to enhance the distrust, uh, whoever is speaking is providing their opinion based upon and coming from their agenda. Who's out there benefiting by enhancing the distrust in this country? Are, are there identifiable uh, agents or countries or purposes that are behind this distrust that's growing in this country? Anyone, anyone benefiting by this? Boy, Nick, how big of a list would you like to talk about? <laughs> well, First off, foreign countries that they consider themselves enemies of the United States greatly benefit by a divided United States. And the country that... Um, is exhibiting this the most, even to this day, is Russia. Russia runs many active disinformation campaigns all over the world. Um, right now, they're very active in Europe. They're trying to get European nations to be less supportive of Ukraine than they were before. Um, I saw something from uh, a website called the Global Influence Operations Report about an ongoing effort that Russia has disinformation-wise active in France to try to get France to have less support for Ukraine than it has right now in, in that war. So that's just that's just kind of one example of the whys and hows of that. And I won't delve into details, but I, I know dozens of examples of where Russia has tried to conduct similar campaigns in the United States. Uh, China runs a lot of disinformation campaigns as well. Kind of a different purpose there. There's just kind of like a, a moral, false moral equivalency type campaign. They're trying to convince Americans that the Chinese way of government and the Chinese way of living is is not worse than the United States, not better than the United States, but just different, and we should accept the differences. That's kind of, in very very broad-based terms, what, what China's trying to accomplish with disinformation. Uh, then let's move on to what I call political operators, right? Um, political Certainly. operators um, pay lots of attention to the polls. They pay lots of attention to this trend called segmentation, uh, males, females, young, old, uh, pro-life, pro-choice, I use those terms, and I, I could break them down many other terms as well. But they're just looking for some way to have a little bit of an advantage for their candidate. And they will hire, I call them doc operatives, dark operatives, 
who will conduct uh, disinformation campaigns or information operations to try to convince people that the other uh, opposing candidate is a bad person. Um, I, and again, I, I won't bore you with the details, but you know, images and videos are so powerful nowadays, especially in social media. And here we are when um, this uh, release of names of uh, people who cavorted with Jeffrey Epstein is out. You know, this past week. And I've seen lots of pictures that are fake out there on the Internet with um, a candidate for president, supposedly with um, teenage girls and Jeffrey Epstein. It's fake, and you can easily prove that it's fake. But yet those are floating out there all over the Internet. Millions of people are seeing those pictures. That's not an accident. As that's happening, I'm assuming one of the uh, interesting things about the practice is that it tends to work. It, it tends to help uh, establish what needs to be established for whoever is advancing that particular kind of behavior. Uh, where do we see that going? Is it uh, on the uptick, or are we getting wiser to it and starting to respond to it and discount it, or uh, how hopelessly are we involved in this? Uh, I'm jokingly going to answer yes and yes, and then and the <laughs> okay. no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, there is an uptick in it. And as you said in the preface to your question, there's an uptick in it because the research indicates that in, in many cases it is effective. It, it has it has positive results. Um, I would say look no closer than the composition of the United States Senate over the last six years, when I don't think there's been more than 52 senators from either political party. That you know the majority have been super super slim. Uh, look at the majority this year in the House of Representatives again super super slim. People who are trying to divide our country and figuring out ways to run disinformation operations smile at that because that just the mere nature of that the, the divisiveness in the political structure helps improve what they're trying to accomplish in terms of creating a more divided America, so to speak. Um, and incidentally, I think I mentioned it. I think I mentioned in the first segment that um, at one point, I think it was 2001, 60 percent of the American public had a lot or a great deal of trust in their government. That's not an accident. That poll happened to be taken within a month or so after 9-11. Um, so it's really no surprise that that number is now down to about 18%. That, that is something. These increasing, these increasing divisiveness in, the, in, in, in terms of the, the political sphere and the country sphere, in terms of other countries. using. And by the way, it's like our strength is our weakness, right? We have freedom of the press. We have, we, we have a constitutional amendment that allows journalists to say certain things and do certain things. And our... our, our, our Foreign enemies have figured out great ways to use that to their advantage. Well, let's, let's take a break from there. We're going to take a short break. We're going to be back. We're talking to John Kersey from Tri-C about um, the truthfulness in media at this point. Take a short break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be right back. Cloud9. It provides complete computer system support for your business and better yet, offers these services at a fixed cost. Cloud9. It is truly a flat fee company whose goals align with those of your business. We both need you to be up and running to make money. Monthly, you'll receive only one bill and all the service that you need. Call Cloud9 now at 844-556-8394 to find out how Cloud9 can save you time and money. That's Cloud with a K9 at 844-556-8394 to fix your IT costs now. 
Everyone needs a dentist. In selecting a family dentist, you want to make sure they are the very best. Dr. Kenneth Wolmick is one of the best dentists in our area. Rated for the past six years as one of the top dentists in Northern Ohio by Cleveland Magazine, Dr. Wolmick is one of the top 5% of dentists awarded a prestigious fellowship by the Academy of General Dentistry. Dr. Wolmick's office is conveniently located at 6363 York Road in Parma Heights. You can reach his office to schedule an appointment by calling 440-888-5055. That's 440-888-5055. There is nothing better than great dental care from a great dentist. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate for today. We're talking to John Kersey, professor at Cuyahoga Community College, West Campus, and he's the director of the program in Media and Journalism Studies at uh, Tri-C. And, uh, John, as always, thank you for joining us today and uh, trying to shed some light on, on what we can and cannot and should not believe in the media. So thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, 2024, a big election year, and the candidates are all playing uh, within the same uh, ballpark here with regard to the media and uh, the stories of what's true, what's not true, what's misinformation, what's disinformation. What, what do we have to look forward to this year with the presidential election coming up? How do things look from your perspective? Four words, or maybe three words, one used twice. Ugly and more ugly. I really believe this campaign will be, um, if, if you don't mind me using an older phrase, the slimiest campaign we've seen in a long time in the United States of America. Um, I, there used to be a time when, when candidates would, would put out positive ads and talk positively about the changes and what they would kind of bring about if they got elected. Um, whether it's planned or not, we could talk about another day, but what the Department of Justice has done vis-a-vis a former President of the United States, Donald Trump, has really kind of set an awful table for the 2024 presidential election, inasmuch as um, there's already lots of mud being flung in both directions, and we're still 10 months away from the actual uh, ballot box day, you know, the day when most people will cast their ballots. Um, I fear that this whole trend is only going to accelerate as January turns into February, March, April, May, and so on and so forth. Um, I also fear that there's a feeling that public does not know the information that it needs to know. Um, what is the, what's the health situation of the, the sitting president of the United States who's running for re-election at, at age 82? 
uh, yeah. for example. Uh, people people who want to know what I think would be basic information for, for things like that don't get it. They don't know it. And I, I think that's kind of a sad commentary on, on where we're sitting today. Uh, sadly, I think that negativity is going to kind of flow down into other elections for uh, Senate, for congressmen, for states that have gubernatorial elections, and so on and so forth. Um, I, I, I think you're going to see more money spent than ever before. You will see upwards of 4 or $5 billion spent in this election cycle on advertising and influencing. Are you going to see more of that money spent in negative-type ads than ever before? Um, you're going to see um, out-of-the-blue-type ads that are going to be attacking characters, a character, an opponent's character from a political action committees, which operate independently of candidates' committees. And um, that's becoming an increasingly uh, bad harbinger, in my opinion, where the political action committees are the ones that do the dirtiest work. The candidate mm-hmm. himself or herself may or may not say negative things about the opponent, but the political action committees will. You know, so, well, as we um, see this, it, 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 in, in our, in our last sorry, minute, in, in our last minute here, what advice do you give us people who would consider ourselves normal in the middle of the road, uh, trying to be fact-based people, like to know facts and make our decisions based upon what true facts are out there. And, and the true fact facts, that, trust. yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, because, you know, in, in one minute, what, what should we do uh, for the people who are in the middle of the road trying to decide what is true and what is not true before they make up their mind on anything? If you see or hear a video, a picture, a story on, on traditional media or social media that is aimed at changing your mind, I think you, you should basically figure out a way to fact check that. Uh, if it's a picture, there's a website called com. You can take that picture, copy it, paste it on there, and ask, where did this picture first appear? And see if it's been doctored or see if it's a picture. Just that's one example. Um, if you consume news from, say, the right, you should look at news from the left from time to time. The same story, as I mentioned, with the resignation of Harvard's Dr. Gay, and, and see the, the variances and the disparities between how these things are being reported. And you can pretty much rely on the fact that the truth may well lie between the two extremes. If something's way out on the right or way out on the left, then the truth is probably somewhere in the middle between those two. And uh, that's where I would look. And that's where we're going to have to look. And that uh, takes care of all of our time we have available today. But, John Kersey, thank you so much. We'll be calling on you again to help us navigate uh, reality here because I think we're done at that point. 2024 is going to be a very interesting political year. So, John, thank you buckle so much. Up, it's, buckle up. It's, buckle up. It's going to be a tough ride. Here we go. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a healthy, safe, and good week. Goodbye. In a dream or in my drifting days after the war. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.